Hey guys, welcome to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and uh, we're going to be talking today about Enneagram Type 6 and specifically the blind spots of Type 6. And uh, before we get started, I just want to remind you that in the description below is a link to my website, TomLeHue.com, if you want to contact me uh, or if you want to schedule a coaching appointment. Also, I want to thank to uh, thanks all my, my patrons on Patreon. There's a link uh, listed below. Thank you guys for your support and uh, your encouragement. So let's jump into type six today. Um, I do have a lot of uh, family friends that are type six. My brother's a six, my mom's a six, um, my mother-in-law uh, before she passed away is a six, and um, uh, my uh, did I say my daughter is a six? Yeah, and uh, I certainly have a six wing, a strong six wing. I'm a seven wing six. Um, not that I understand everything about sixes, but uh, I do have a lot of reference points and have had lots of appointments with sixes, of course. So let's talk about some blind spots for type six um, from Beatrice Chestnut's book. She lists several blind spots. When I think of type sixes, you know, these these uh, uh, may be people who, um, who are struggling with anxiety and fear and trying to, um, you know, protect themselves uh, from those fears and uh, of course, their passion or their sin is fear, and um, they 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 might look anxious. They might not. They might look uh, they might look very bold and courageous as a way of dealing with that anxiety or that fear. Sixes move to nine when they're when they or might say they look like a nine when they're healthy and balanced. They they uh, they they realize maybe things are going to be okay, and I can have peace and. Um, I can have some security when they're under stress. They might look like a three. Um, differentiating themselves away from the group, away from the team. Um, you know, sixes want to be a part of a team. They want to feel safe and secure in that team. Like that team is going to be there to protect them and they'll be there to support those team members, follow the rules, do the right thing, and you'll be okay. Um, but when they're under stress, um, you might see that six pull away from that team and uh, attempt to sort of prove their worth and value as a way of mitigating their fears. Um, let me give an example. If, if imagine that you got a, um, um, a memo at work on Friday that said, oh, by the way, you know, next month we're going to be eliminating a couple of jobs. Uh, have a nice weekend. Well, that's kind of the feeling that I think sixes have is that feeling that, um, you know, the, some of us are going to get fired. Some of us are going to lose our job. Well, it's not going to be me. Uh, I'm going to find out what do you know? What do you know? You know, trying to get support from others and make make relationships with important people that might be able to protect my job. And I'm going to stay focused on following the guidelines and doing things the right way so that when that, that uh, manager comes, that supervisor comes, you know, I'm going to pull away from the team and I'm going to make sure that I do my job well and that I'm related to the right people, you know, relating well to the right people um, because I don't want to lose my job. So there's that fear that's driving sixes and compelling them to, um, to stay connected to their you know relationships and to, to check in on those relationships I think sixes tend to think of relationships like a garden you know they've got to be tended to uh, nines you know for example or fives they might take their relationships for granted and think well you know I mean we're we left on good terms so if I don't talk to you in a year it's fine uh, we'll get you call me in a year we'll just pick up right where we left off 
I don't think sixes are going to be comfortable with letting a year go by without checking in on their relationships. They may check in on their relationships every couple weeks. Hey, haven't heard from you in a while. Just checking in on you. Make sure everything's okay. They want that reassurance that those connections are still solid and strong. So they tend to nurture relationships um, like maybe a two would. They tend to nurture relationships like, um, like they're a garden, like they need to be uh, cared for. Um, so that the, they can that the, those relationships will remain secure. So when sixes are under stress, you might see them proving themselves, proving their value, proving their worth, separating away from the team, getting out in front, getting ahead, um, and and trying to deal with their fears in that way. All right. So um, let me begin. Let me begin. I'm already jumped, you know, five minutes into this video. But let me begin with this idea that uh, when you look for problems, you're bound to find them. That's a good thought for sixes to think about. When you go looking for problems, guess what? You're bound to find them. The reverse of that may also be true too as well. Think about like from a nine's perspective, the nine's wisdom to the six might be something like when, uh, when you go looking for problems, you're bound to find them, but also the solution to all problems is that there is not a problem. Um, now think about that one as a six. The solution to all problems is that there's no problem. Oftentimes sixes... Um, you know, may, um, may sort of project problems. Um, if they're aware and they become aware of this, they may see this tendency within them to sort of project problems where there isn't a problem. And you might ask them, is there really a problem or is the problem something that you're projecting into reality? So let, let's get into the list. Okay, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Uh, blind spot number one is you may be blind to your own center of or power or authority. Um, sixes tend to be looking outside uh, themselves for their security. They're looking, you know, for that perfect leader. They're looking for that strong, dominant, powerful person that they can believe in, that they can trust, that they can get behind and support. And they may be a little bit cautious in believing in themselves. They may be looking, you know, for that person to come in. Who, who takes action, who, who has that commanding presence, and the six wants to sort of line up with them and support them. And they may, you know, be blind to their own ability, their own power. Well, why aren't you that person? I mean, there's that question is, why aren't you that person, that strong, dominant, powerful person that you're looking uh, to get behind? Why aren't you that person? Maybe you could be. Maybe there's more of that in you than you think there is rather than looking externally for that strong, um, authoritative leader, maybe, uh, maybe you could develop into that. Why can't you see that in yourself? Can you see yourself being that person? If not, why not? That's, that's an interesting question. You may be blind to your own inner sense of power and your inner sense of authority. And so sixes might tend to sort of stand on the sidelines um, encouraging those in authority or challenging those in authority, but maybe not necessarily wanting to be those in authority. Why not? Why, why don't you step up to the line and take that position, take that responsibility? Maybe the fear of failure or the fear of uh, being picked off as a leader or the fear of being criticized or being turned against yourself as a leader uh, may be too strong and too overwhelming. So, Sixes may have a tendency to sort of project their power and authority onto others, meaning that rather than sitting in my own power and my own authority and stepping up to the plate 
and making the decision for myself and standing in that decision, I may tend to like give that, surrender that power and authority over to somebody else, um, expecting them to sort of take the first step and then I'll line up with them. Uh, so learning to recognize and develop and acting from your own deep sense of confidence, um, that may be a blind spot for sixes, uh, projecting your power onto others. Uh, looking for others to know what I should do. And then when the other person, when that leader steps out, then second guessing that leader. Okay, um, so the next blind spot is seeing the positive data in any given situation. The focus of the attention, now that's interesting to think about, where does the focus of your attention go? Um, for sixes, the focus of their attention might tend to go in what's wrong and what's not working. Just like a four, a four is going to look at what's wrong. A one is going to look at what's wrong, um, what's not folded correctly, what's, who's, not, who's not on time at work. The four is gonna be like focused on this color scheme is incorrect, it's not right, this romantic inter exchange is not what it, all it could be. Uh, sevens tend to focus on how things could be better in their experience, uh, how things could be improved, how things could be lighter and more fun. Sixes, uh, the focus of their attention is going to go on what is dangerous or what is a potential threat or what might go wrong or what could go wrong. And they tend to be glass half empty kind of people. Um, looking for signs that things aren't working looking for signs that things might not work, that there may be danger or threats. And again, I think this is why six needs seven. Um, six and seven are on a line there. There's a split where sixes tend to look at what could go wrong, what is wrong, what might go wrong, and then want to plan to mitigate those fears. Seven tends to think everything's going to work out fine. Everything's going to be great. I mean, maybe they're all going to land on our feet and the sales are going to go up and people are going to love it. And that balance between those two things is good for the seven and good for the six. If the six could lean on their seven a little bit and say, you know, maybe things are gonna be okay. Maybe, maybe this, this, this presentation, maybe I'm gonna do fine. Maybe I, could, maybe I could be willing to get a pie in the face. Sevens don't mind getting a pie in the face. They don't mind, you know, things not working out perfectly at first and then figuring it out and solving it. They're okay being laughed at. They're okay being, um, you know, uh, with failure. A little bit more than sixes would be sixes failure and being wrong that that's what you're afraid of is then the asteroids from the sky will fall on you and uh, you know it'll be the end times if you fail or if you admit that you're wrong sevens I think don't mind admitting they're wrong they're sort of go figuring out as they go so that line there is a good balance sixes need to learn to balance on that seven and say maybe it's okay if things don't work out perfectly at first uh, maybe we'll end up landing on our feet. Maybe things are going to be fine. Maybe people are going to love me. Uh, I can stand up. I can give this presentation. And if a couple of people snicker at me, that's no big deal. A couple pies in the face. You're going to get a couple pies in the face. If you're going to put yourself out there, there's going to be a few people that dissent and walk away, but that's okay. The seven could use that caution of the six, like maybe I should slow down and make a plan. Um, maybe I should expect that you know some people might be suspicious of this, some people might be against me, and maybe I should um, um, be a little more careful or show a little bit more attention, a little bit more care, a little more planning. So what a healthy balance between six and seven. We both need each other, okay? Um, sixes need to lean on their seven, sevens need to lean on their six. Okay, number three. 
Another blind spot of the six is you have a tendency to sort of project your fears onto the outside world. And this is what I was talking about a few moments ago is, you know, sixes can have a kind of a tendency to think the worst thing might happen um, or that people aren't trustworthy or reliable. And I think what's helpful to consider here is, are those based in reality, those, those thoughts, those opinions, those feelings, are those based in reality? Is your suspicion based in something that was actually said that caused you to, that would cause any other type to become suspicious? Um, realize that within you as a six, you tend to have that suspicious uh, nature. You tend to have that sort of scanning nature. Sixes are scanning their environment to see, do people really mean what they say? Can people really be trusted? Can people, do people, will they lead us off a cliff or will they really stand behind, uh, you know, what they say? And so sixes within you is that anxiety is within you is that fear. And then you might tend to at times project that out into the world and then find the supposed reason for your fear. You know, really the reason I'm afraid is Bob. Bob, he's not trustworthy. He, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't come through. I, I can see the twitch in his eye when he promises stuff. And I don't know whether I can really trust him. Well, has Bob really proven himself to be untrustworthy? Or is this just something within you that you are, that you are now projecting out onto Bob? And if it wasn't Bob, it, maybe it would be somebody else. Maybe as soon as you're done with Bob and Bob's out of the way, you might find that that pattern, that loop starts to repeat itself and now we're suspicious of, and then you fill in the next person. Now it's Mary. And then when you get done with Mary, then maybe, yeah, I, I think that maybe it's not true of you. That's great, okay? But uh, I think it's something that you ought to pause and think about. Um, and this I think would really be helped this idea of projecting your fears on the external world is by leaning on your five. When a six leans on their five, it's as if they're saying, um, I, need, I need actual data. I need real, observable, objective data. Not the stuff I'm feeling on the inside, not the anxiety, not the fear, but like what actually was said. Did they say in the meeting that I was gonna lose my job? Did they say in the meeting that uh, my position wasn't safe? Did they say in the meeting that or, or, because that's actual data. And sixes could benefit when they start getting out of their heads, so to speak, out of that mental loop of anxiety, and then go back and look at the actual data and examine it um, for what it is, and then try to extrapolate now based on the actual data and the actual information. You know, fives are data nuts. Fives wanna know what is the actual data? What are the facts? Fives don't care about how you feel about the facts. They don't uh, look for the underlying motives in the, in the gathering of the facts. They just want the data, the raw data. They wanna analyze it, understand it, and then, you know, regurgitate it. Sixes sort of have a sharper edge to them. You know, they're looking for the what's not being said. They're looking for, you know, who funded this study? And uh, what was the outcomes of this study? And, and you know, they, they sort of have that sharp edge to them that, that they realize that all data could be obscured and biased depending on who's behind this data. Again, fives need that. Fives need to not be naive about data. They need to be a little more cautious and uh, suspicious. Suspicious that this data that I'm looking at 
you know, that all data can be biased depending on how it's presented and how it's collected, and also that when I present this data, people may be biased against it. People may people may be suspicious of my data. Fives may not realize that. A five wing four, they just think if I blurt this out, then people will believe it because this is what the actual data says. But you know, people won't necessarily believe data simply because it's verified. Uh, they may they may be uh, you know naturally suspicious of well where did you get that information and and uh, well that's your opinion or that's your and fives may be taken aback by that no this is not my opinion uh, this is the actual facts so sixes have that sharp edge to them uh, when it comes to data and I think if sixes and fives could balance on each other right and and six could lean over into five and say you know what are the actual facts what was actually said. Um, you know, did this, did Bob really give me any reason to be suspicious or is this just something that's generating within me that I need to pause and slow down on? Uh, has Bob proven himself over his track record to be untrustworthy and unreliable? Um, that would be good for the six to, to lean into that and, and be willing to accept data as it is and not necessarily color it through that lens of suspicion or that scanning that scanning eye um so yeah she says it like this ask yourself periodically if you are responding to a real there it is right there a real external threat or if you're making it up in your head imagining that it's coming from the outside see what i mean is the six might feel like their job is threatened or they might feel like you know people are turning against them and then if you believe that your job is under threat it's going to change the way you behave at work. It's going to change the way you interact with people. Uh, you might, from that suspicious eye, then begin scanning conversations and listening in and then questioning people, which will then maybe cause them to actually turn against you because now you f they feel like they're under the microscope and uh, all of a sudden they're saying, you know, what's wrong with Sarah? Why is she asking all these questions? And she was asking about why we went to lunch. She was asking about what was said in the meeting and what the supervisor was saying. And what's gotten into her? Seems like she's putting me under the third degree. She's putting me under the lens. And then people may do exactly the very thing that you're afraid of. They may begin to turn against you uh, because of all the suspicious questioning that's coming at them. They, they're caught off guard. Like, why are you, why I'm not a threat. Why are you perceiving me as a threat? Uh, and then maybe they'll feel threatened by your, all of your devil's advocate and raising of hands and asking of questions. And then they might actually become a threat. Okay. But notice it may originate in your own perception and get projected out. That's the idea. Okay. Number what? Four. Number four is uh, splitting the world in. Uh, let's just the idea of splitting. Um, splitting the world up into good and bad, safe and scary, um, for me and against me, right and wrong. Um, uh, I think sixes might tend to see the world in terms of white hats and black hats, you know, the, the villains and the good guys. And this is good and this is bad. This is always good. This is always bad. Uh, they might tend to see the world that way. My brother, for example, when he was little, I, we noticed this tendency in him before, long before I knew about the Enneagram or Type Six or anything. I just noticed that, like, you know, um, 
at the time I was quite a bit older, so I like classic. Now it's classic rock music. It was just rock music back then, you know. And I liked bands like Van, bands like Van Halen and Ozzy and Led Zeppelin and all this. And of course, he was just a kid, so it just sounded like noise to him. And uh, I remember him thinking, you like VH, you know, you like Van Halen, you like Ozzy, you like these bands, these are bad, you know, because he would see their pictures and, you know, they'd have blood running down their cheeks or, you know, goofy stuff like that, you know, they looked threatening, I'm sure, to a child and he'd see pictures of those bands. And in his mind, he just couldn't get his brain around it that you're, you like these bad musicians, these bad music bands, well, then you must be bad. He would see people smoking. And he would say, oh yeah, that person, you know, that person's bad. That person's bad because they're smoking. And, and I think sixes might tend to see the world like that, like black and white, right and wrong. Oh, you've proven yourself to be a, a, a unreliable source. So I'm done with you. I cut off from you. I separate from you. Um, oh, you have, you know, this company, it has this symbol on it. Um, you know, this pentagram or this um, 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 half moon and uh, so it's it's satanic. This 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 company is satanic. Um, you know, so we got to we can't buy their products. Or this is communistic. Um, this this um, this organization is Marxist. It's communistic. And so I think sixes tend to see like the world like we're on the Bengals and they're on the Browns. And there's us and them. And you need to pick sides. You need to choose teams. Which team are you going to be on? We all wear the the Bengals jerseys, right? We are all Chevy drivers. Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. And if you don't buy a Chevy, then there's something wrong with you. Think fives would go into a car dealership and look at you know most reliable statistics, reports, consumer reports, and they would end up maybe you know buying a car based on that. Sixes are going to go in. We're a Chevy family. Uncle Billy worked for Chevy for 50 years that's probably too long 30 years and he was a mechanic and he said Chevy's were the most reliable Chevy's were the best and so go Chevy's and if you don't buy a Chevy we're not sure about you if you're a Ford person then I don't know that you know so that and again I'm, I'm oversimplifying this but it's that kind of team mentality this is the right group you know the Republicans will keep us safe or the, you know the Democrats are communists or the Republicans are fascists or you know whatever it's like this group keeps us safe and that group is bad and that group needs to be exposed um, that group needs to be uh, you know exposed for who they are and they need to be called out and they need to be it's that it's that, um, yeah, okay. So uh, splitting the world into good guys, bad guys, suspicious, and, and realize, I think, Six, is that the world is more gray than that. There is uh, some good and bad in everybody. I mean, even the best, right, are going to have slip-ups and say things they shouldn't say and make mistakes. And within those teams and within those camps, there's going to be failures. And so... Um, all hospitals are trying to kill us with their vaccinations. They're trying to kill us with their, you know, well, yeah, there's probably some doctors out there that aren't in it for the right reasons, but all doctors, you know, are all hospitals and only, you know, organic bread and only, and it's kind of like there's, the world is more gray than that. It's not always black and white so simple to just say, all of this is bad and all of that is good. It's much more gray than that. I, I know you guys realize that. I know you guys realize that. All right, last thing is your feelings or your gut knowing 
as a good source of information. Again, I think sixes, that might be a blind spot to you. It's, it's, it, sixes rely on the data they generate through their thinking, right? Uh, they are separated from uh, thinking. So they tend to feel afraid or feel the fear and then want to move to action and want to take action. And then they'll slip out of that into like overthinking based on their fears and how to mitigate those fears. Um, so they tend to rely on the data they generate through thinking. There's also uh, other ways of knowing things. Like for example, feeling something in your gut, knowing in your gut, um, they may tend to um, under rely on uh, their gut as a as a co-equal. They may start spinning, you know, spinning, spinning, spinning in their head whether or not somebody could be trustworthy or whether or not things are going to turn out okay, um, whether or not, you know, they're, they've, they're going to get in trouble or they're going to, um, you know, there's going to be some kind of problem or jam up in life. And if we can get back to our gut a little bit and get back to, you know, a little bit to intuition and away from anxiety and the spinning in the mind and just kind of move down into the gut and say, what do you think? I mean, how do you really feel? Look at the actual data. Uh, you go to five, go to seven and realize that things, you know, might be great. Things might work out fine. Um, get back into your gut as a way of knowing as well as just spinning possible scenarios in your head. All right. And remember that that point that sometimes the answer to the problem is that there's not a problem. And again, sixes might draw from that nine energy of, I don't want problems. Nines don't want problems. They don't want to be a problem. They don't want to cause problems. And they don't really want to have to solve problems. Sixes are problem solvers. When you're a problem solver, guess what you're going to find? Problems. You're going to find problems maybe everywhere. You're going to maybe create problems to solve. Nines, they don't want that. Nines kind of think life should be easy. You know, life should be simple. Uh, I don't mean easy like like lazy. I just mean easy like it should be simple. You go to work, you do your job. You don't fight and stress and strive. You just do your job and then you come home and you eat together. You go for a walk and you watch a little TV. Go to the, you know, go to the park on Saturdays and it should just be simple. It should just be easy. You shouldn't fight with life. You shouldn't wrestle with life. You you don't need to sweat all the small things in life. You just, you know, you become into more of an observer as a nine. You observe life and and you want to have a gen you protect that sense of peace and security in life. And you you be careful how much you interact and fight with life. Sixes could could benefit from that. You know, becoming more observers to life, less strugglers with life, less resistant to what happens in life, less trying to figure it out and solve it and get ahead of it. Yeah, just realize that some things are out of your hands and a lot of the things that you're worried about, they're not really going to happen. And if they did, eh, maybe you'll have the strength to handle it. That's kind of the advice a nine might give to the six is that in all of your fixing of things, you're becoming broken. In all of your solving of life's problems, you are becoming uh, a person of problems. And maybe the best solution to the problem is to realize, eh, maybe there's not a problem here. If there is a problem, go to bed. If it's still there in the morning, then it really was a problem. If it's not, then it wasn't a problem. All right, thank you guys, and uh, I'll see you next time. As always, be present to life, and I think for the six, that might mean
Be present to life as it actually is. Not the scary scenario of what might possibly happen on the worst day when the asteroids are falling, um, when the zombie apocalypse is, is out your window. Look out the window. Is there a zombie apocalypse? I know the news can, can really generate a lot of fear in life, but look out the window. The birds are still singing, the grass is still growing, squirrels are still up in the trees. Maybe enter into that nine world of nature and find some peace for your life. I'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.